This is Live Well Talk on COVID-19 and Stress Part 2. I'm Dr. Dustin Arnold, Chief Medical Officer at United Point Health, St. Luke's Hospital. As the number of cases continue to rise in our community and a virtual or pseudo shelter in place is present, COVID-19 remains a constant source of anxiety, stress, and fear. Today, we'll revisit the topic of COVID-19 and stress with Unity Point Health social worker and therapist, Christy Aquino. Welcome back. Thank you. Last time we talked about ways to reduce the stress and anxiety of being like this kind of pseudo shelter in place. I mean, it's essentially that. What, what are you seeing as far as people's response to that? Um, we're seeing a lot of, of course, anxiety about um, not being able to have contact with people some concerns about what the new normal is going to be like, right? When this is all done, when are our kids going back to school? Just the the uncertainties of of what this is, how long this is going to go on? Um, how long are we going to have to stay isolated? How long are the grocery stores going to be like this? You know, just the the fear of right. the unknown, really. Right, and it is that unknown that generates mm-hmm. fear, I and mean, that's just human nature. You know, I, I I said jokingly, of course, but you know, I. I think I've been, other than church and my daughter's basketball games, I've been sheltering in place for like 10 years uh, because I don't do anything other mm-hmm. than that, right? But, um, you know, I can, I, I see with my, with my wife as well as with colleagues and nurses that I work with that even on a snow day, how people are scrambling to get their children into some sort of daycare or lunches, et cetera. I mean, it's just a scramble mm-hmm, because, mm-hmm. right, you're counting on the school. So I can, I can only imagine that's amplified because it's not just one day you have to figure out how to do that. It's been three weeks, right? if not more. Mm-hmm, right. Yeah. And I think that that's what I've been hearing from parents um, in general. We now not, it's not just mom at home. You know, it might be dad at home too, working upstairs. Mom's trying to keep the kids quiet, but entertained. You know, um, even I've talked to some moms who homeschool, you know, and they're used to being home with their kids and, and, you know, teaching and having that type of routine and even their routines are off, you know. So people being home um, all day, every day is just affecting, you know, our quality of time even together because we're, right. we're just having to tiptoe around each other depending on what's going on and where, whether they're working at home or whether they're you know, trying to teach at home or what's going on. So just the dynamics are different. Absolutely. And, and there's a unpleasant side of some of this, and that is domestic abuse could it be mm-hmm. occurring with this, adding mm-hmm. to the stress, spending more time. As I said to you before we started the podcast, that in Greenland, they, domestic abuse was rising so quickly, and they were attributing part of that to alcohol, that they closed their liquor stores mm-hmm. uh, because of that. And so, you know, I, I, I'm worried that that could be a concern as well. Uh, And then you throw the whole financial risk on this. I mean, if you're a waitress or a bartender or, you know, some other non-essential service, Mm -hmm. I hate to use that term because everybody's job's essential because if it wasn't essential, it wouldn't exist, right? right? Right. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. your job's essential because it's there. Right. I mean, if nobody needed your job, they wouldn't do it. But uh, I mean, that's, you know, a lot, a lot of them, even if they make it through this, which they will, there, there won't be, it's possible their business, the businesses that they used to work at will be gone. Correct. Right. And that's scary for people, right? Because now we're going to have a, potentially have a lot of people looking for employment. 
you know, because if restaurants close and I know the, the coffee shop my daughter worked at is closed and doesn't plan to reopen after all of this is over. Um, so, you know, fortunately for her, she's in college, so it doesn't affect her. But there were employees there that, you know, that was their job. That was their life. And so now they're having to find different income source in, in this difficult time. And there's many people out there that are going to be in the same situation. I was talking to somebody the other day and um, they actually work at a local grocery store and they said people are coming in and their anger like toward even the cashiers and, and the grocery store workers is escalated, you know, and it's that somebody was saying that they asked, there was a girl who asked a customer how they were doing and they, the customer responded very um, aggressively and you know, how do you think I'm doing? I don't have a job right now and I don't have, you know, source of income and I have this. And so, you know, it was just all these, this whole list sure. of things that are going on right. and stressors. And so that's just one person, right? This is kind of what's happening all over. Yeah. It, and, you know, this is not a political show and it never will be, but it, sometimes the people are making these decisions to shelter in place and they're making it because they're looking at the numbers and they don't want the healthcare system overload, right? Mm -hmm. And they don't want people to die. But yet it doesn't affect them, right. you know, and I know people have been critical of Governor Reynolds, but I think she's tried to do the best job of compromising mm -hmm. because I think she understands this affects people mm -hmm. where I think sometimes, you know, it's easy for uh, epidemiologists at the federal level, say, shelter everyone in place. Right. They still have a job. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like and they're still getting a paycheck. Mm -hmm. And so when it doesn't affect you, it's easy to make those decisions. Mm -hmm. And uh, and. Because it is stressful to, mm -hmm. to not have this. And as we said before, this isn't a snowstorm. It's not a hurricane. This isn't going to be over with next right. week. Mm -hmm. And that, that, does, that does worry. Mm -hmm. uh, that worries my mind, um, uh, the, just the stress. Even our own healthcare workers, you know, uh, as much as we tell them to take care of themselves and go home and get rest. And, we'll, you know, we'll, when we need, when the surge mm -hmm. happens, we'll want you to be here. It's hard for them to leave their colleagues behind. Mm -hmm. uh, and that, that's definitely true with a lot of professions. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And we are seeing that with, you know, as the EAP coordinator here at the hospital, I'm seeing a lot of that, you know, with the staff and really pushing that, okay, now's the time to take care of yourselves to make sure that you're, you know, doing some meditation and getting your workouts and going for walks and enjoying your family while, while we can, you know, because we don't really know what is to come. So pushing that, that, Self-care to take care of our mental health right now is, is so important for everybody who's coming to work every day and those people who are staying at home and working or taking care of kids and have a totally different routine and schedule than what they're used to. I couldn't actually give the actual quotation, but, you know, basically everybody has, you don't know what other people are going through. Mm -hmm. And that's, that should be some way we should operate all the time, you know, Absolutely. don't, you know, Always assume the person you're interacting with is having the worst day of their lives, mm -hmm. but yet that it's even more important now. Oh yes, mm -hmm. and I think the one thing to remember as we are going through this is we are seeing a lot more people um, who are showing frustration levels higher, right? Or they're coming out uh, with angry emotions and um, they're snapping quicker. And I think the thing that we all have to remember is that anger is an outward emotion for an inward feeling. So when somebody's getting angry or frustrated with you and they're snapping where maybe normally they wouldn't, 
there's something else going on. So maybe that's a time when we ask, hey, are you okay? You know, because you, you normally don't snap at people like that. What's going on? You know, and really helping people identify what's going on inside of them that's making them respond the way that they are right now, because that's uncharacteristic of a lot of people. Um, and so we talk about domestic violence, we talk about child abuse and being concerned about those numbers rising. If we can help keep ourselves in check as individuals, hopefully that will help as well with those numbers. And this is simple advice too, is I think, and I, I give this to physicians that some sometimes they'll get angry with a situation and they'll express that outwardly. Mm -hmm. uh, that's probably a polite term. Mm -hmm. But I always come down pretty hard on them because I said, look, you, you had a reasonable concern, mm -hmm. but now you made it about you with your behavior. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now that concern is not being addressed because you changed the narrative to your behavior. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you really want to solve the problem in front of you, keep your cool. Right. Uh, and that's good advice. Hard to do sometimes. It is though, hard to you know, do. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. I, I have a temper, but mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't, not shown very often, mm -hmm. but it's there. Mm -hmm. So. Well, and the reality is, is we don't really want people calling us out on our behaviors, right? Human nature is not that we want somebody coming to us and saying, hey, like your behavior oh, was just inappropriate or absolutely. uncharacteristic yeah. or whatever. So then we often get even more defensive, you know, and so if we can remember to take a step back, people are just trying to help us during this time. It's so quick to personalize absolutely. criticism, even when it's constructive, mm -hmm. you know, in my job, it, there's an unlimited supply of criticism, just mm -hmm. that's part of the job, but I still have to pause and say, okay, this isn't personal, mm -hmm. you know, and, mm -hmm. and come back mm -hmm. to saying, hey, I want that culture here of where we can do things right every time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else you'd like to add, Christy? Any other parting advice for people? I think it's just important that we, we remember during this time that um, we all want a purpose, right? We all want a purpose in life. And right now, some of us have lost our purpose. If we can't go to work every day, maybe we're not feeling like we actually have a purpose in our life because our career maybe defined us. Even being a mom or a dad or, you know, a grandparent, maybe that's where we got our purpose is those titles and those identities. And those have changed, right? Like we have to do things differently. Maybe we're not the type of parent we we were before because our kids are home now and it's more stressful and they can't go play with the neighbors and, you know, we're having to entertain them. That's all completely normal. You know, we just have to remember that to find our purpose in other ways and not identify with that title anymore. Right. right. Like we, we're still a good mom. We're still a good dad or a Absolutely. good grandparent. We, you know, it's just that this, this situation is different. It, it that, that's interesting you say that because I've always thought my best days are uh, the worst day because I go home at the end of the day and I think you know they needed me today I I had a purpose I helped where if everything goes smooth I'm like God I could have just not come in today mm -hmm. you know they, they everything happened like it should mm -hmm. uh, so y you're right you have to have a purpose mm -hmm. and it's easy not to have a purpose when you're uh, binging on Netflix right uh, during this time mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. uh, I uh, where was I reading? Reading a newspaper article, I believe, in the last day or two. And the the author was talking about stress during this mm -hmm. time, what to do, et cetera. And one of one he, he used a phrase I I I really like the tyranny of email. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's it's always there, and you know, sometimes you just got to put that social yep. media and that computer away. I mean, we'll save our uh, our standard social media rant for another right. time. <laughs> Christy, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been great information, as always. Again, that was Christy Aquino, a social worker and therapist with Uniquin Health. If you have a topic you'd like to suggest for the uh, COVID-19 uh, pandemic, shoot us an email at stlukescr at unipoint.org. In the meantime, wash your hands, cover your cough, and confine yourself if you're ill, and uh, practice social distancing. 